0: Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. And for those of you who this is not your first time, welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. So today we're gonna just jump right into it. We're talking about the goodness of God. Now, let's be honest. For the majority of us, we probably don't know how to explain the goodness of God, and I'm not here to say that I know how to explain it, but I'm going to do my absolute best to explain what the goodness of God is, and is God really good? So some might argue or some might pose that we cannot discern God is good from natural theology alone, but I'm here to say, yes, you can. Yes, you can discern that God is good from natural theology alone. So natural theology basically states the whole concept is that God is best described as the greatest conceivable being, and in order to be great, it translates, or it means you are good. So if God is the greatest conceivable being, then God is good, right? Yeah, so that's it. That's today's episode. We're done, figured it out. There's that, you're welcome. No, but I'm, I'm kidding, kinda-ish, not really. But to be honest, that is the foundation of it. Natural theology alone does describe, does answer the question, is God good? Throughout centuries, throughout the entire world, we know of whenever someone mentions God, first, it's reverence, but also too, he's a greater all good being. He's not partially good, but he is good. Whether you are serving the God of Christianity or serving a God that is outside of Christianity. The whole idea of godliness is that you are good. And it boils down to our moral understanding, our moral intuitions that plainly tell us what is good and what is evil. Evil, from our moral intuition, we understand as it's lower than... When we talk about something that's good, it's greater than. And that's just morally, that's just instinctively what we have understood as human beings. Does that mean that we have it all wrong? Absolutely not. Does it mean that we are coward to promote this type of understanding? Absolutely not. You and I were all created to think a certain way. And in thinking that certain way, that moral intuition confirms that natural theology alone can answer, is God good? And the idea here is, you know, we might go through different difficulties that challenge the concept of, is God good? But at the the end of the day, whenever you're asked that question, there's that part in our heart that always, that instinct in us that always responds with, yes, he is. Outside of natural theology, however, we know God is good because of who he is in our lives, the goodness of God. We know because one, we're created in his image. We're created in his likeness. We know the father's heart, you know, simple things. He wakes us up in the morning. He protects us, you know, he guides us. But outside of that, in order to get there, In order to see God's goodness, see the good in what he's doing, even in challenging times, we need to know the Father's heart. And that's essentially the meat of this episode. Do you know the Father's heart? And I I simply wanted to challenge the whole aspect of natural theology because I think it's actually comical, how we can try to fight against that, even though our nature says otherwise, that our natural instinct is very plain. It plainly tells us good versus evil. And if God is the greatest conceivable being, then he is good and greatness proves goodness. But anyways, that's besides the point. I enjoy topics like that. So let's get into the goodness of God. Let's get into knowing the Father's heart. So, a couple of weeks back, Jared and I were just chilling in a room. We were just relaxing. He, whenever he stretches after his workouts, he'll oftentimes play worship music and just be quiet. And he'll tell me, you know, I just need some quiet time. And that's fine. He has his quiet time, I have my quiet time. But this specific time, I was uh, sitting on the bed and I was reading, and he was stretching on our bedroom floor. And the song King of My Heart was on. And if you don't know this song, it's by Bethel. It's a beautiful song. And it's one of Jared's favorite songs, actually, or one of his favorite worship songs. So he was playing that in the background, stretching his little heart away and or stretching his uh, limbs and his muscles and trying to get everything into place, I guess. But he was playing that song. And I just sat there in awe because you know the whole song talks about you know if the king of my heart he if God is the king of your heart then he tells the mountains where to move he tells the waves to be still he you know he tells all of these different things to align, um according to its its intended purpose and then it shifts into the bridge where it says you are good, and it's funny how this song is telling a story, it doesn't start off with saying you are good, which God is good, despite whether we want to say it or not. It starts off with, he's the king of my heart. It starts off with, I understand the father's heart. And because I know the father's heart, I can get to the place where I can say, you are good with confidence. So outside of natural theology, outside of our natural instinct of understanding what greatness is and God being the greatest conceivable being it takes it a little bit further where it's more than just a head knowledge. It's more than just an instinct. It's, it's something that I believe deep down in my heart. God's goodness becomes clear when, not when the miracle comes, not when life is easy, not when we no longer have worries or struggles. It becomes clear when we understand God's heart. For instance, anyone can say about your mom or your dad. Oh yeah, your dad's a good person. Or your mom's a good person. From the outside, they probably can judge that based on your character or based on what they have heard about you or based on your family name. Back home in Belize, because we're so small, if you had a specific last name, people judge you based on your last name. They know whether you have wealth or whether you don't have wealth. They know whether you're in politics or you're related you're related to someone in politics. So there's so much weight that comes with that name. People treat you differently. People know whether you're good, whether you're bad, whether you're evil, whether you're righteous. People know people can deduce that just from your name alone. And that and that takes us back to the concept of God's goodness. We understand God is good from head knowledge because of natural theology. We understand someone's good, maybe based on their last name, how we perceive them based on what the world has projected. We can say that they're good, mostly good, but we don't truly know if they're good until we get to know them. Only until you get to know someone do you understand whether they're good or not. Can you tell truly what's in their heart? and that And that's what the relationship with Christ looks like. From head knowledge, we can say all day long, yeah, God's good. Yeah, he's so good. And there's that whole famous phrase, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. And it's just a common thing you hear. God is good. But truly do we understand he is good. God's goodness becomes clear when we know his heart. God's goodness becomes clear when the gospel message and Jesus becomes the mountain we climb on becomes what we drink, our source of life, where we hide when life gets crazy, not hide from the crazy, but we get connected to Christ in order to get through the crazy. When he is the salvation of our lives, when he is what we remember from our day to day going and coming. It's the song that we sing despite what we're going through. That's when you know the goodness of God. It boils down to do you know the Father's heart? And knowing the Father's heart requires submission. It requires that call to salvation. I have this motto on my email, which some might think is super tacky, but it's not on my business email, but it's on my personal email that I am trusting an unknown future to a known God. That's what knowing the Father's heart is. It's trusting an unknown future. You don't know what the future holds. You don't know what tomorrow holds. Trusting that unknown, trusting that thing that you have so much control over, whether it be your relationship, wanting a spouse, whether it be a job opportunity, a career path, trusting the unknown that that presents to a known God. And saying, despite, I don't know how this is gonna turn out, I'm gonna trust you because I know you are good. You are my source. You are my life. But too often, we say God is good and we say he's the king of our hearts. We say that he's all that we want and seek after. Yet, social media is what's our God. The whole idea of culture Christian becomes our God. Everything else is our God except for God. Our day to day life, our day to day living is merely preaching that you're seeking the face of God, but yet you know nothing of him. When God is your king, he's your absolute source. He's the anchor of your life. An anchor is something that holds you down, that keeps you steady, that despite when the winds and waves may come, when things might just come at you left and right, you are not moved at all. You don't even question whether God is good. You can lose everything around you and you can still stand firm with confidence and say, God's good, despite what I'm going through. God's good because I know the Father's heart and the Father's heart is for me, not against me. So, is God the king of your heart? Do you know God is good simply from natural theology? Simply from the concept of our natural instinct, our natural response to who God is, what the idea or what the name of God entails, is that why you believe God's good? Or do you truly believe God's good despite the cancer diagnosis? Despite the loss of a family member, despite the financial difficulties, despite losing everything and everyone around you, can you confidently say God is good? Or is it simply a saying that we say in church to feel good? Because everyone's saying it, so I'm saying it too. Is God good? Is his goodness knitted in your heart that you know without a shadow of a doubt, he is good? Lamentations 3 verses 22 through 26 says, The steadfast love of God never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for salvation of the Lord. God's goodness and his faithfulness They're new every single day. But it's understood when we seek him, when our soul seeks after him, when you know the father's heart, going back to the whole analogy of knowing someone's last name, we can always assume someone's good based on what media projects to us or what they don't project to us. We can assume whether they're good or bad. If we only know someone based on what's being projected to us, based on just simply knowing their last name, that whole natural theology, whenever something happens or the media projects and says, Mr. Smith committed a crime, Mr. Smith did the unimaginable, then we question and we say... Maybe Mr. Smith wasn't good all along. Maybe he really wasn't what he was chalked up to be. Maybe my natural theology proved me wrong. That's because you really didn't know Mr. Smith. But if you knew him, you'd know he'd never do anything like that. It wasn't him. It was someone else. Someone framed him or whatever the story may be. I hope I'm making sense here. Parallel with God. Whenever life gets difficult, when life gets challenging, we oftentimes blame God and we say, oh, he's the one at fault. God caused this. He's not a good God anymore because he did this. If he was a good God, he wouldn't have allowed it to happen. When in actuality, we live in a free world, relatively free world. And you and I get to choose what we do. And our choice is, is not a reflection of who God is. Rather, it our choice, our ability to make a decision and choose right from wrong is the freedom that Christ has given us. Not coerced us or force us to be like him, but he's saying, hey, look, with open arms, I'm giving you a choice. You can choose me or you can choose death. But we blame him. We oftentimes blame him when things don't work out the way We want them too. But if you knew the Father's heart, if you know the Father's heart, you know that His heart is good for you. You know that His mercies are new every morning and they never come to an end. So my question is very simple. Is God the King of your heart? Is He the one that truly is the king of your heart? Or are you somewhat in this whole Christianity thing? You somewhat believe in him. You're kind of okay with God. You kind of believe he's good, but really, you don't really think so because he, certain things haven't mapped out the way you wanted it to. Do you discern that God is good simply from natural theology? Which that alone is good. That alone works. That alone supports. But there's more. There's more to theology. There's more to Christianity than simply understanding or discerning that God is good. You truly have to believe and walk that out in faith. That's Christianity, believing who God is. And in believing, it requires submitting. In believing, it requires submitting. It requires salvation, that act of salvation, that act of atonement, saying, God, here I am, I'm dirty, clean me up, and I'm all for you. So, is God the king of your heart? Is he ruling your heart? Or are you simply pretending that he is? You're trying to convince yourself that he is. If he's not the king of your heart, I challenge you to make him the king of your heart today. I'd hate for whoever's listening to not enter everlasting life because you were just shy on the border saying, "Mm, I kind of, I don't really know, honestly, just go for it. I've never heard anyone say they've made a mistake asking God to forgive them and submitting their lives to him. I've never, ever heard someone say that. So go for it. Make Christ the king of your heart because he is good. He's good apart from head knowledge. He's good because that's the nature of Christ. And what he has for you is good. That's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on Post Postblog. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. Same time, same place next week. I love y'all, but remember, God loves you most.